everyone. Welcome to The Roundtable, episode 107. I'm Corinne Bates, the worship arts and ministry leader here, filling in for Jenny Walker. Sitting over here is Mike Hill, our lead pastor at Life Church, And in between us is Alice Johnson. Yay. Yay. We have to tell everybody, Corinne is filling in because Jenny is on a mission trip. She sure is. So the funny thing is, is though we're bringing Faith, Sarah's daughter, to the uh, prayer meeting. Oh, okay. To bring everybody in. And so Faith is like super like, can't be late. I got everything to get. I said, don't worry. Jenny will be late. <laughs> and she's like, Jenny? Yeah, I said, Jenny. She's like, oh, she won't be late. And I'm like, I guarantee you. We're all sitting in the prayer circle. Guess here comes who guess who's the latest person? Jenny. Jenny Walker. Jenny, to the mission uh -huh. trip. However you're doing that. How do you get late to a mission trip? Oh, like on Monday? Like, are you talking about the prayer? The prayer for oh. Monday. So everybody's supposed to be there at 7.30. Oh, my gosh, Jenny. To have an opportunity to pray. So we're all, it's not, I mean, it's like 7.40. Mm -hmm. And everybody's kind of gathered around. And um, finally, somebody said, let's just get together. We'll just pray. We think everybody's here. We get everybody. And I'm like, where's Jenny? And here she comes walking up, you know, at the end. So I just think some people are just like that. They're just inherently late. And then some people are just inherently early. So <laughs> like me. Which, which one are you? Early. You're the inherently early. Okay. Always. I, I, if I'm late, it's a crisis. So. Hmm. <laughs> so what do you think about people that are late? I, I've learned to live with it because I have a lot of them in my family. So. <laughs> it doesn't bother you at all? It used to. Okay. I mean, you know, so now like that mellowed? I've gotten older, it doesn't bother me as bad. I just kind of like... Oh, yeah, and kind of like you, you know, Jenny's gonna be late. So the my family, so like I, I already it. know they're gonna be late. Yeah, it's already <laughs> so, ready. Yeah, yeah. Is so that like, you, Corinne? You're never late. To anything, I am right? sometimes late. I, uh, I try not to be. Luke is notoriously early to everything. Okay, but we. Why is that notorious? He just like, isn't like, that a good well, thing? Well, yeah, to yeah, be? yeah, no, no. Sorry, I guess he's he's early to work things, but any family get together, we usually wait late because okay. he's got to take care of his snakes and stuff. So that always takes priority. <laughs> That's the thing I've never figured uh, out when it funny. comes to late, right? Yeah, like even for myself, like how did I not plan ahead of time? Like yeah. what what happens that like I get it, some things are out of your control, but the majority of stuff just flat out is we could have started earlier but didn't. Mm -hmm. right? Like, do you have a yeah. philosophy of of getting to places early? Like the the if you're 15 minutes early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Like, is that well, probably my thing is because I drive so much, like and with all the traffic and the roads, I'm just always prepared. I always mm. like to be prepared. Yeah. I like to, there's a train. Yeah. Or in case there's, you know, traffic. crash For or the, the roads of... are tied up or whatever. Yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit about you. What do you love to do? What are you so interested in? I'm, uh, I love to sew and quilt and craft. And so I have a whole room in my house that's dedicated to that. Hmm. I've done it for years. It's just been my therapy. It's just something I love to do. So I have a cricket. I have an embroidery machine. I a have what? two sewing machines. A cricket. I a cricket. It does like a cricket to feed snakes. No, no. no. It's, it's a, a it's a craft machine. It's called a well, there's different variations of the cricket machine so mine's a homemaker so it actually cuts uh metals different kinds of metals really? and fabric and things like that yeah how did it ever get metals? its name cricket i don't know it's just because <laughs> it line. makes a cricket, cricket yeah. noise when does it really no, no. I, 
Do you have one? No, we don't. Okay. <laughs> so you so, so you do a bunch of home craft stuff. Yeah. Do you sell just it? Fun. No, I just do it for fun. I do it for family and sometimes for like uh, people at work, you know, for Christmas projects and things like that. I've done a couple for, I think I did one for Jennifer for Christmas here mm. one year so that we could hang little things on the tree or something, you nice. know. Just, can you make clothes? I can. You can. I can. I don't love making clothes. How come? They're too hard or what? No, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's just not my, it's not a real passion of mine. You don't want to be a designer jean maker or something? Well, I used to want to be a designer, actually, yeah. when I was real young. When the I Alice was like Johnson 12, line. 13, Fair. I used to, AJ's. I used got to think AJ's I was going right to grow now. up to be a designer. <laughs> Yeah, a fashion designer and that, you know, over the years, that kind of like, okay, between wanting to be an archaeologist and anthropologist hey, and yes. all what? these other yes. things. Oh, yes. I, it was like, uh-huh. I, I went through a lot of phases. Wow. Uh-huh. I wanted to do, but I kind of stuck with sewing and then quilting just kind of became a passion when I was in my early 20s. So I just started doing it. Now it's just like, with Google out there and YouTube, there's so many stations that f- you can feed on to learn new techniques and stuff. So hmm. it's so made it a lot easier. I don't. I'd love to, but I'm just not. I'm not a real extrovert. I'm not a person that I, I have a lot of ideas, but I'm not real um, social, I guess. I okay. feel awkward. I am hmm. socially awkward. <laughs> Aren't we all? Until I get I to like know people, are. and then I kind of like just goofy, you okay. know, just who I am, and I like to laugh and have a lot of fun. Okay. So, do you have a favorite movie? Do you watch TV? I do. I do watch movie. I do watch TV. I, I guess one of my favorite movies is Cliffhangers with uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen. I that love that movie, either. but. And it's on Netflix right now, but they, you know, it goes away and comes back. And then I love like all the Indiana Jones flicks and he has a new one coming out, by the way. What, what is the, what is the best Indiana Jones? Um, this is a, this is a heated question. The right? guy I guess that eats so the far, monkey I kind, Yeah. No. I kind of thought that the Temple, Temple of Doom. Doom is like <laughs> one of the weirdest, uh-huh. but the more exciting ones. But, um, yeah, I like them all though. They're hmm. fun. Do you have a favorite? Uh, the Last Crusade. Okay, that one used to freak me out, though. Why? Because wait, it, it was wait. Which maybe it's the Raiders like of the Lost Ark. The Lost Ark like always. I, I had like to pl- close my eyes yeah, when, when they, they opened, opened it, it up, and they all like yep. turned into mush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It freaked me out. Yeah, okay. it was a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else going on in your life? Anything else? Um, married, have kids. I'm. I'm not married. Okay. I do have a son. Uh, he's 34 this year. Wow. Oh my gosh. And then I have three grandchildren. Um, the youngest is six, the oldest one is 14, and then I have an eight year old in between. Wow. So you like yeah. being a grandma? I love being a grandma, but it's get it's getting to be a little exhausting. <laughs> Take your kids back. The old, no, I can't do that. But, you know, like I don't see them as much because I'm working a regular schedule like Monday through Friday on my job now where I used to work like kind of like three days a week. Now I'm doing five days a week. So I don't get that. So I try to spend some, uh, you know, weekends, but they want to come over every weekend. And I'm like, mm. 
because I spoil them rotten and I can't, that's my problem with kids and animals. Like I spoil everything rotten. So, <laughs> so you have animals? I have one. Okay. I have a Boston Terrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you so, spoil rotten. Oh yeah. She's spoiled. Very spoiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you grow up in Huntington? Always I didn't. Here? I'm from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother lived over here. My aunt lived over here and I moved here in 88. Okay. And so I met my husband who is from here. He's not my husband anymore. What we made divorced. you move here? Meeting him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I came over to stay with my brother for a little while because I had gone through kind of a hard patch over in Cincinnati. I was engaged to a guy and we broke up and mm. it was kind of rough. So I came over here to kind of get away from everything. And then I met my son's father and I don't know. I was young, fell in love, and we got married, and uh, we were together for 21 years, but we just grew apart, so, Hmm. yeah, he still lives here, he, you know, he's just a few miles from uh, me, and he, you know, him and his new wife and stuff, so. Okay. Yeah, I I think one of the, um, one of the things that I think about a lot is, um, Marrying, you know, like someone that, because I think I thought that I would get married to someone and that we could just bring a faith together. Mm-hmm. And I think that is hard sometimes because, um, you know, as of course, once our child came along and I'm like, everything's changing, you know, we're not going to be these crazy people that have everybody over on the weekends because we're going to have a baby here and we got to be responsible adults now, you know? Mm. <laughs> Right. And so, like, I wanted to um, get into, I've been to a lot of churches around here, and um, I wanted to get into church. We just, he was Catholic. And I was raised Southern Baptist. Not a good combination. What a great combo. <laughs> very, very Southern weird. Baptist and Catholic. Yeah, it wow. was very weird. Well, hmm. neither one of us were really practicing our yeah. faith at the time when we met. Like, we weren't either one of us in church <clears throat> or anything. But, you know, we did talk about it. It was something we talked about before we married and everything. It just wasn't like... Um, you know, oh, this is top of our list right now. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, well, how'd know. you end up at life? I, you know, this is going to be really a weird story because <laughs> I tell it to everybody and everybody's like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Cause you said you've been to numerous churches. In I have, mm-hmm. I have. And, um, so after I left my son's father, I moved down to Lebanon, Indiana for a while while we went through this whole divorce process. And then I met a man down there and we got married, which did not work out. <laughs> but um, I left him in 2013 and came back up here. And then we were just kind of I was driving back to Indy and trying to make that whole marriage work out and things didn't happen. But that year, uh, 2015, I had gotten back with him in May, and I was coming back from Indianapolis, and I would always come back up five and across, you know, down Broadway. I mm-hmm. live over on Lincoln, so mm-hmm. probably most people don't know where that is, but it's over by the old Becksteins. And so I saw I saw this building again. I always, every time I go past this building, I was like, 
my goodness, why is that building just sitting there? You know, mm. I mean, we always thought it was a beautiful architectural building, right. but it was like, there's nothing there still. And then I saw this little flag outside of on in the grass that I, I mean, I'm driving by like 30, I probably was going 45. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been doing 20. <laughs> it's been a lot of years ago, so I don't think I can get a ticket for it now. But I just quickly saw that it said Life Church. And I was like, a church? Church? What? And so I was. So this is in 2015. Unbelievable. Yeah. We'd only been here since 2004. <laughs> yeah. And I never knew you guys existed over here. Yeah. I never That's knew. That's the reason it. I said it. And Isn't I kind of thought that, you know, I've thought like later, like it, maybe if I could have found this church before the end of my marriage that maybe it would have been something that could have worked for him. But mm. I mean, you know, whatever it's, right. it's, you know, it right. is what it is. So I went online, Googled you guys and found you. And that's how I wound up in. Life so church. when you mm. went online, uh -huh. what was it that you saw that was like, Hmm, that's a church I want to try. It wasn't really that I saw any particular thing. I just looked up life church and then I looked up, you know, like Huntington and I kind of, I don't remember, just kind of read about it. And I was like, well, I don't know, maybe I should give it a try. Hmm. I, I don't know that it, I, it's been a while. Yeah, now. no. Hmm. Honestly, I can't, I don't remember if there was any particular thing that I read that I just, but um, I mean, I've never been like in a non-denominational church and so I was always in a Methodist or a Nazarene or a Baptist or some Protestant type, mm -hmm. you know. And so I never had gone to a non-denom. I mean, maybe I'd gone to one, but not like sure. hung out at one. <laughs> so what stuck out when you first came? Like what made you stay? Well, I think the the thing that stuck out that when I first came was the message. And I can't honestly today, I can't tell you what it was, but it was almost like that message was for me mm -hmm. that day. And something in my life changed, like something in my heart started changing. Mm. I, I'm going to cry and I don't yeah. want to, <laughs> but um, it, it did. It just mm. something in me changed. I don't mm. know what it was. And I started telling people about, you know, my experience. And I think people thought I was crazy. Mm. They probably still do, but that's okay. <laughs> it's all right. So, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, I just, and then. I was still seeing my ex-husband and he had come up and I asked him if he wanted to come because I wanted to come back. I felt like I was getting something, you know, like I was being pulled here mm. and um, in some kind of way in my heart. And he's like, no, I don't want to go. Now he was apostolic. So oh. that was, uh, you know, a little different. Yeah. <laughs> right. He wasn't, he wasn't in church either, but um, his family, all his family, they were all apostolic. So he's like, no, I don't want to go. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going. And I just did. I just came back and got another message almost the same way. And I don't remember what it was. It was just things that just seemed like it was like everything that was going on in my life at the time. It just seemed like that God had a message for me. Hmm. And so I just, you know, I didn't come faithfully. I mean, I would come and then I would kind of not come and then I'd come and, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Started bringing my granddaughter. Um, 
Jennifer Eller used to be a bank teller at TCU. So she used to, I had like a little treasure chess club for my son. It was like a little bank account type deal that you could have with your kids at TCU. It was like, it's a big deal. And so I remembered her. And so she and I got to talking and stuff. And then, um, you know, I just wanted to get involved and kind of stay in the feeling of, the church, honestly, I just felt relaxed here. I didn't feel like I was pressured. Like, you know, usually you go to church and people are like, oh, when you come up, well, who, you know, and I didn't feel that. Like, I mean, maybe that was, maybe that's wrong that I say that, but I just, you know, I just didn't feel like, I didn't feel pressure. I didn't feel like I had to be here. I didn't feel like people were going to judge me if I didn't come back one day, you know, but then I was here two weeks later, people wouldn't come up and be like, well, where you been? You know, what's going on with you? And, you know, maybe some people want that, but I really didn't because I was really trying to find a lot of things in my life at the time. So it wasn't like I was, um, you know, really wanting people. I didn't want to feel like I was in that, you know, like people asking me, um, what are you doing and stuff, you know? Yeah. And so before we kind of go back to see where, you know, uh, kind of your life came from or where Mm -hmm. to where you are today, so when you were first coming, you're like still navigating things. How do you feel like you are today? Like from a, you were navigating things, processing things. I, I mean, do you feel, feel like, um, because I think when I started doing Bible study classes over here, it helped me to reach out to a community of, I'm on Lifeway. So like I have a lot of audio and I do a lot of reading mm. and I, when I'm not here, I'm always through the week connecting, mm. trying to build my relationship with the Lord. So mm. that was the one thing that I learned how to do better or learned how to do period. Cause yeah. I, re- I guess I didn't realize there was so many resources mm. out there mm. that are out there. And, um, the first one we did was, uh, sewn together and I loved that Bible study. And I just, I don't know. I have a, I, I think that it's helped me. The Bible studies helped me to grow in my relationship with the Lord. Yeah. I just think it's always interesting of how, even when we're navigating things, when you can find a community of believers that are trying to figure out the same thing, it just, it helps solidify some stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it helps it really us does. get to a place where things tend to make sense. And, and I think that's the, I mean, part of the cool thing of technology right, yes. is, is that, yes resources and opportunities are at the highest that they've ever been, right? Like you've never had more opportunities to, I mean, even from a connection standpoint, like I'm still flabbergasted of the people that are like, Oh yeah, I do my online small group. And in my online small group, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm connected and we have these resources. I mean, there today, there's just lots of that stuff out Mm -hmm. there and lots of opportunities for those things. Well, that's what's kind of cool too, is so we've got uh, two teams uh, on different mission trips this week. So we've got mm. the high school and the middle school, uh, but the middle school invited um, us to join a devotional with the middle schoolers. So each day we get through the app, we can see what they're going to be talking about and kind of share our own thoughts. And then um, we know that the, then the middle schoolers are going to discuss it. So yeah. it's it's cool in the intergenerational connection. Yeah, kind that's of a thing. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk to us then about so did you grow up in the church? Was church always an important part of your life? Kind of take us on your faith. So journey. like when I was real little, my parents divorced when I was about four. 
and my grandmother had just gotten into a church. So um, my my grandmother kept trying to get my mom to gear us into church. She, I just I just remember any time that my mom and my grandmother had a discussion, it was always about how my mom needed to get us into church. So mm-hmm. my mom would get a little frustrated with it. Sometimes, you know, she'd kind of moan around the house about it, but <laughs> didn't want to be bossed by her mom. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> but uh, my mom was kind of a free spirit. So she kind of wanted to do her own thing, but she did agree to start letting us kids go to church. And she thought it was a good idea for a minute. She sat around and kind of read the Bible to us and talked to us about stories like, that we're in, you know, that we were learning in church. She would go a couple times, but not not so much. What about your dad? Was he involved? My dad and my mom and dad divorced when oh. I was four. Okay. And so my dad, I never saw him again until I was about twelve. Mm-hmm. When I was me and my um bio- my oldest sister and brother were all orphaned to the state in Ohio. Wow. And that's when I saw my dad. No, wait a sec. Okay. Yeah. So I just got to make sure I connect. Yeah. So can you mm-hmm. say it one more time? Well, because my mom and dad divorced yep. when I was four. Yes. Um, we were living with my mom. Yep. And my mom was, I guess, not just a free spirit, but maybe just not a very stable person. Okay. And so as um, I was 12, my brother was 11 and my sister was uh 14 mm-hmm. and we were orphaned to the state of ohio so really? basically we didn't have anyone to care for us so um that's when i met my dad i was in an orphanage home hmm. yeah there was, was first a thing like there were actually dad. orphaned homes back then there still are what yeah beach acres still exists over in uh, beachmont ohio really that was where i lived when I got orphaned to the state because they couldn't find any place for me. So my brother wound up, and it was the only thing that was devastating about that was that I was separated from my sister and my brother. Wow. They weren't at the same place? No, because we were different ages. Oh. We had to go different hmm. places. So Jeez. the only real support group that I ever had was them. Mm. And so that was hard. Yeah. It's real tough. So how long were you there? Uh, so you were 12 when you first went I in. was 12 when I first, yeah. I think I was 12, 11 or 12. We had gone to a big foster home in Cincinnati. And then um, they just split us off to different places. So my oldest sister and I wound up going to this girl's group home my brother wound up going somewhere else. And then eventually my sister wound up going somewhere else. And then I went somewhere else because all those places were temporary. Mm. So, yeah. So, um, so I don't know, probably during... about a year, okay. year and a half. Yeah. Okay. It was... And then you got adopted out of there? No, oh. no. <laughs> I wish it would have been that good. Yeah, I, I just mean, didn't know the how thing of it is when you get older, um, it's hard to adopt out of the system because people don't really want to because you got too many problems by then. So um, 
you know, it was my dad. Basically what happened is they told my dad that he either comes and gets me or pays the state for me, for my welfare to stay there. Mm -hmm. So he showed up in a suit one day at the dining room table in our, in my cottage that I lived in. And I came home from school and there sat my dad in a three piece suit. And he's like, Oh, Hey, and my middle name's Ann. So Mm -hmm. all my family call me Ann. And he said, oh, hey, Ann. And I knew right away it was my dad. I hadn't seen him in years, but I knew it was him. And I just ran to him. I mean, you know, it's my Mm. dad. Right. (laughs) So. Right. Yeah. So then you went to live with him? I did. It was a little strained because um, I guess the state kind of came at him. Well, you know, he got remarried to another woman. He had another child. And um, the state came at him like... um, you know, you need to get these kids or you need to pay for them one Mm. way, one thing or another, you know? So he started trying to work out ways in his home life to fit every one of us into his home. Mm. And of course that caused a lot of strain on his marriage and with Mm. his new family and stuff. So, you know, but, um, he, uh, got my sister cause she was getting ready to go into the job corps. And he didn't want her going in the job corps. He said, absolutely not. You're not going in the job corps. So he rescued her from going into the job corps. What is what is the job corps? I really don't okay. know. It was like a program back huh. in the 70s that um, teenagers could get into that where they would, it was almost like a military type thing. Okay. And they would go there and they would work and earn degrees and special, almost like, I guess, what we would think of today as like a vocational school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was uh, more military-like. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, that's the best I know about Job Corps because I don't really know that So when you guys all got, so you got back together, you're living with your dad. Faith at this point, I mean, was your dad a... My dad was a self-proclaimed atheist. And, um, as time went by through the years, I think I convinced him he's more agnostic than atheist Hmm. because, um, he's a nice person, a good person. He just doesn't, he will not ever believe that, you know, there's, um, a man named Jesus that died for us and saved us from our sins. He right. won't confess that. Right. He thinks he's too smart to confess that. Hmm. However, he is laying on his deathbed today, and I tr- keep trying to talk hmm. to him about it and hmm. hope that maybe. Yeah, yeah. So you grow up, you end up meeting a guy still at this point, you know, Faith isn't a huge part of your. I'm just trying to put it it's together really because not, where you're at but today. I always prayed and I always had faith. I, I don't right. know, like when I was young, so <clears throat> not only did uh, my mom send us to church, we also had uh, a church that was called Landmark Baptist Church that used to bus in in the inner cities and pick up us kids and take us to church. So mm. we I went to church a lot sure. for when I was little. So mm. I just always believed and that was always my I guess my peace was mm. going to a church and mm. um talking to people, missionaries and things in the church that would come and see us. And so even when I was out on my own, I would go to a church every now and then, but I just never stayed with it. Sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out because to where you are today, mm-hmm. I mean, you can see the emotion and the path. Like you can yeah. see like where and how faith is important to you it's very important and how it's important for the people that you love to believe the same thing and so i was just like you know if you're sitting here listening to this i mean that's quite a journey right i mean from where you were and you know going through an orphanage and then you know you go through you get married and and essentially even though you both had professions i mean there wasn't really a center of your life right i mean it's the way that it sounds yeah, right and then you true. get to this place where another like oh crap mm-hmm. the marriage didn't yeah. work you know and then the marriage didn't work again right i'm just saying it's i yeah. mean that's something inside yeah. of you you know something yeah. you know and that's what i'm just trying to get to like right. what what did you keep holding on to through those times because i think this is a lot of people's story is is that you know, they knew of and had, and then there's a lot of things in between. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, I don't know, road, I think a lot of and- times when I would just feel like, you know, um, I don't know. Even when I was younger, I would just always pray. I always believed in prayer. <clears throat> Excuse me, my sinuses are so bad. I would, <laughs> I'm serious. It's horrible. I'm so sorry. But um, I always believed in prayer, and I still believe in prayer, and I believe in it more now than I ever did, that I, you know, even, um, I know that if I pray, and it's not always just, okay, I'm just going to say a prayer. Sometimes I will literally walk around the house and just talk to God, and I've done that for years, because if I get to a point, and I think that I felt in my life that he's really the only one that's ever been able to understand me. Hmm. That's the way I feel in my heart. Like, I can tell people things, but it's kind of a lot to take, Hmm. you know, it's a lot to talk about it's a lot for people to understand but i always feel like god knows me and Mm. he's always known me and he still knows me and so i always feel comfortable with that yeah and when did that click for you because again there's this nature of what you talk about like knowing that god's there knowing to pray but the depths of what you just said Mm i mean that doesn't just i mean that that is something that's profound when people recognize that I'm known by God and he knows me. Like that's a huge, like when did that click for you? Was it after, you know, your divorces? Was it in the middle of those things? I think it's been really, really and truly recently, um, maybe over the last seven years, Mm. five to seven years. Mm. I, I can't pinpoint, but I just started feeling like, you know, um, I think I always knew it. But mm-hmm. I really, really know it now. Right. And I don't I know for a fact that nothing can separate me from believing that and understanding that. Right. So um, you know, and it's okay because I, I know he's with me. I know he's walking with me. And I feel like I guess the thing that I feel sometimes is I don't do enough to help other people. Mm. But sometimes I feel like my journey's so hard mm. that it's just so hard to get out and help people. I don't know what to do. Right. Mm. So I try to help, you know, right. Try to be there. And I'm sorry. I'm just a very emotional person. No, it's fine. I think it's cool. I mean, you're here sharing your story today, yeah. which is, I mean, I think a cool way to 
to help people, to relate to people. It's you had the courage today to come and talk in front of a camera <laughs> while your sinuses are big and nasty. But well, I just I yeah. guess really uh, ultimately I would um, like to let people know that Jesus is real. God is here and he will walk you through things and yeah. he will be here for you and he will lift you up. You know, it doesn't mean that you're going to be on cloud nine every day, <laughs> but you know, he'll walk you through little things. He'll give you highs that you've never known. And you know, when you're in those low valleys, he'll, he'll walk with you. I sometimes now over the last seven months started, uh, doing this thing in my car or even in my house now that when I'm having a really tough time, I, um, I envision Jesus sitting next to me and just Mm. grabbing my hand Mm. and I'll just hold him like, you know, like he's holding my hand Mm. and then it makes me feel better because I feel like, you know, he's there. Right. I know he's there. I just can't feel his hand. Right. (laughs) But I do feel it because it's like an energy that'll run through me. Mm-hmm. And so I know he's there. And so for uh, people that are listening that, because everybody has their own story and their own struggles, right? right? And what would you say to them? What are what are some things that you did possibly to make it through those times that they were dark? I mean, regardless of how you say it, there were some times in your life that were very difficult. You know, and those weren't even the most difficult. Losing my sister four years ago was probably the hardest thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. But dropping to my knees, praying, mm-hmm. uh, asking God to show me what it is that, you know, to be there with me, to help me and to guide me. And I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that. Well, I know. I know that if you ask him, he will show you. You have to be open to it. Mm. You know, you have to be open to, uh, and then, you know, knowing what the truth is. And that that is a prayer in its own right, is just knowing what is the truth, Mm. you know, because sometimes you can think something's the truth, but it's not. Right. So... Yeah. yeah. So settling on a, so for our viewers and people that are listening, mm-hmm. settling on an opportunity to um, teach yourself to have a conversation with God, you know, which yes. is prayer. I mean, prayer being a conversation that, that yes. you can have and getting to the point where you can trust him right through your conversations yes. and through, um, yeah, just the, the back and forth, you know, cause that's where you are today. It starts with yeah. conversations, but it ends with this. He knows me. Yes. Right. And so yes. he knows you because you have conversations with him. Yes. I mean, meaning that's what we feel in our heart. We know he knows us, but there is something that solidifies when you can have a conversation with God back and forth. It solidifies like, yeah, like he, yep. he really does know me yeah. and create opportunities for those things to happen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. I agree. All right. So we're at a 30 minute mark. So we'll okay. just say, do we have uh, one question? We have a question. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I like Jenny. Hold on. Let me find it real quick. <laughs> wow, Nick. Come on. I know. Peggy Eads asks. <laughs> Do you know Peggy? I met her here at church because okay. she had on a beautiful blouse, and I asked her where she got her blouse. Oh, okay. And so we started talking. <laughs> well, good. That's a great way to yeah. start. 
<laughs> drum up the conversation. Uh-huh. Peggy asks, what is your favorite part of being a nurse? Oh, oh you didn't oh, even yeah. say that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Through this whole thing, you're a ner- you've yeah, always been a nurse? I've been a nurse mm. for 30 years. Wow. And I think uh, just... Wait, can I interrupt first? Like, what kind of a nurse? I'm a registered nurse. No, I know, but like, do um, you like in the hospital? Travel nurse. Well, yeah. are you? I like- worked at bedside until um, last year. I moved away from bedside nursing because ICU, critical care, hmm. uh, for 20 years, and then I had worked LTAX and skilled facilities and things with travel before that. So I've always been at bedside, but I can't do it anymore because I'm getting old (laughs) and it was hard. It was hard to admit, Mm -hmm. but I'm a case manager now. Okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I guess my favorite thing about being a nurse was being able to, um, talk with people, meeting people. I love people and just, um, offering them hope and, letting them know that I'm going to do everything I can to take care of you and their smile. And then they say that I have, I always had a pleasant smile and that, you know, I had gentle hands to care for them. So that made me feel good. Do you ever have any bad patients? Oh yeah. 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 I would be one of them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had a lot of bad patients. (laughs) Hi. I hate the doctor. Yeah. No, a lot of people do. And it's, it's okay. Usually we just don't even talk about medical at that point. We just start talking about good things, you know, your family, baseball, football, whatever. I don't care. I talk about whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know much about it, but I'll talk (laughs) about it. Let you do all the talking. Next Uh, thing you know, you forget about it. uh Yeah. Yeah. I always forget that, that there's somebody else on the other end of my grumpiness when (laughs) If I ever have uh-huh. to do go to the doctor. Uh-huh. You know. Luke always said he was a phlebotomist for a little bit. Uh-huh. He always said the, the phlebotomist, the people who draw blood. Draw blood. That's a, what a it's blood. called? Yeah. yeah. A phlebot. Phlebotomist. What's, yeah. phleb- what's that come phlebotomy from? Phlebotomy is like the study like, of phleb? Yeah. <laughs> blood. Yeah, it's blood. It's a medical term. So he was the guy that would stick you and miss all the time. Actually, he was a very good stick. That's okay. what he said. But he always said that the uh, the biggest, strongest guys were always the like crybabies. They no, like flinch away me. and like that... and there'd be some child that was just like there. Oh, yeah, no, I'd be like the guys dude. with uh-huh. the tattoos like, all no, over uh... on your thing. They're like, oh. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to look. I don't want to look. Uh, yep. But with yeah. Sherry, like they, you know, she got stuck all the time, mm-hmm. and they ended started to use um, almost ultrasound. To yeah, find the vein. They so they had the little now. thing and yeah. they're looking up there on the screen. And yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that they would quit missing. I mean, not that they were missing on purpose, but. Right. It's hard. It's hard sometimes. Some people have deep veins, so they can't find them without those ultrasounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say. But got, yeah. That's some good veins. You do. Judas. No wonder uh-huh. your husband married you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Mary, got those good you veins. have got the best veins. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there they are. <laughs> Any other questions, Nick? Uh, Penny or Peggy goes on to say, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, did you feel a calling to be a nurse from God? I did. Absolutely. That I felt like it was my calling to give back, mm-hmm. um, to be a servant, uh, because of all that he had done for me. Mm. Yeah. And you say you don't feel like you've done enough, man. Mm-hmm. If you're a nurse, you're going way above and beyond. 
taking well. care of people, especially mm-hmm. people like me. <laughs> yeah, that would be awful. It's not. It's not. It's not that awful, really. It's yeah, not. with good patients, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, even the even the bad ones can be funny. I mean, <laughs> they we just get outside and we just laugh about people. We're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Here's this big burly man just can't stand a needle. Oh, that would be me. I'm yeah, been my plenty kill. Of, there he is. Oh, after my car the accident, child, I'm the- sitting there broken ribs and my ribs were displaced and so they put in a thing and IV. yeah and the lady kept falling asleep at the little station thing oh you know, hi. Like i'm looking out there and her head's down and i'd be like hey hey i need some help in here i don't think this is right finally i mean i had broken ribs i worked myself out walked out there my arm because the IV thing wasn't in the vein and it was oh, just filling. Oh my gosh! It was Infiltrate. like this great big softball. Oh, what a and nightmare! Like, those are those. I went up to the desk. Hurt. Hey, hey! I don't think this is right. She looks up like, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I'm like, that's my experience of being an. Yeah. Well, no wonder you don't like needles, though. Yeah. I wouldn't like them either. I don't yeah. like them. I don't yeah. like needles either. But yeah. Well, thank you for coming on, and thanks. again, thanks for sharing your story. You're I welcome. mean, I think it's an I think it's a huge testament to, in the midst of everything that you have done, that that you held on to your faith, and not only held on to your faith, you've grown in Growing your faith, it. and to be able to see, you know, God work in amazing ways, and absolutely, you know. So we're excited. We continue to thanks. watch your journey and see how okay. God continues to use you. So, mm-hmm. Corinne, send us out with the. You got it. I got it. You don't even have to look. I got it. Nope. So the uh You look here. No, I was looking at where Nick had the camera. I was looking at the camera. (laughs) (laughs) No, so the questions, the questions we got from um the texting group. So you can text podcast to 260-408-8383 to join our texting group. So that's, uh, you can send questions. If you have comments or concerns, different things you want to send, um, you can send throughout the week. Or, or if you know anyone who wants to be on the podcast, um, you can text that number. So text podcast and your name so we know who you are to 260-408-8383. Yeah, awesome. So if you are watching and or listening, or if you see this clip on Facebook, because this will come out, uh, I think it's on Thursday, something like that when it comes out. Um, and there's always a clip. And what we want you to do with the clip is one, put, you know, a, a name with a face, you know, so if you look at it and you can see and you see Alice on Sunday, come up and say hi. I mean, don't overwhelm her. She doesn't want a bunch of people, but, <laughs> but compliment her blouse. A few people. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> a few people. No, I'm just kidding. But again, come up, you know, introduce yourself, uh, start helping build that relationship piece. We'd love that. If you're on there, uh, remember, like, comment, and share. Gives us an opportunity to get Alice's story out there uh, to a lot of different people. So if you can participate participate in that, we would love that. So, again, thanks, everybody, for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. God bless. See ya.